1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the FCO Rockstars for this week. Today is Tuesday, January 18th, and uh, tonight's topic is click fraud. Um, click fraud seems to be one of the hottest topics in search and certainly in paid advertising. So uh, now we're going to go in-depth with it. I know I've had a bit of personal experience with it over the last week. Uh, oil Man, uh, I know you've done some research in it. Is that correct? i uh, poked around a little bit here and there, and... Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people
2: that are working on it, like a good friend of mine, Jessie Stricchiola, does Hats Off, actually, right after this show. She's a very big advocate for protecting the advertiser and looking at click fraud. So I've been been a little bit exposed. I don't do any pay-per-click stuff myself,
1: particularly, but uh, it's
2: been a bit of a hobby interest of mine. Right. So
1: I'd like to go into that um, tonight and uh, explore that topic a bit more in depth. Um, wanted to kind of start off with uh, a brief introduction. I know uh, some of our listeners don't do any PPC. Uh, They don't need to. So I kind of wanted to go into click fraud and and what the engines define click fraud as and and all that good stuff. Um, I wanted to to ask first off, if you guys have any questions that you'd like to submit, um, throw them over to Oilman tonight. Um, he'll be handling our, our questions. So uh, what I wanted to do is just kind of define click fraud for you guys and uh, and let you know what what the engines think about them. Um, essentially, a click from both the engines is defined as anything that, that's not done by a human. Um, you know, they want, when the search engine, the search engine, Advertising reputation, right, is built upon human clicks. Um, it's built upon knowing that for each click you get, it comes from a human and it comes from a a person that's interested in your services and actually searched for uh, what what you know you're you're bidding on. Um, there's different types of click fraud. Uh, essentially, there's the Pardon me. Uh, there's the type of click fraud where you have your competitor that's sitting there and he sees your ad and he just wants to drain your budget, so he sits there manually. Uh, then you have the professionals that go in and they have services or toolbars or something that go in and you might hire one of these professionals and they do the clicking for you. Um, but that type of click fraud is is aimed solely at draining your budget or causing you harm. Bingo. <laughs> I thought you were just, yeah, you were on a roll, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing an introduction. I wanted to let you get a word in. Great. All right. So anyways, the, that type of click fraud is more aimed at, at just draining your budget and, and having someone hurt you. Um, surprisingly enough, there, there's more than that type of click fraud, which I think is the first kind of click fraud that comes to mind. The second type of click fraud that comes to mind with most people is people clicking the ads for their own benefit. Um, This has really, really gained a lot of steam as AdSense has taken off. Uh, What you'll see now is you'll see AdSense ads on scraper sites, right, that are just there to rank in the engines and have ads up on the site so people click on them and they make money. The sites aren't worth anything to anyone. They're just AdSense sites sitting there. Um, And a lot of people have taken to clicking their own ads or or having someone click their ads for them or, or that type of click fraud where the clicker benefits monetarily. Um, and recently, towards the end of last year, we saw Google sort of uh, go after a couple people in, in that department of click fraud. Um, and then the third is, is an interesting one. And the third type of click fraud, I, I think a lot of people don't really consider is trying to indirectly benefit you. And the, the type of click fraud that this is is what happens is your competitor would go out and he says, okay, he says, I know that there's someone that bids above me all the time. I want to prove to him that his ROI isn't what it should be, so he'll remove his ads. So maybe what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll click 10 times a day on 300 of his ads. So it's not you know a one-to-one click ratio with one particular keyword. It's it's all over the board. And what happens is if the competitor is tracking, they see that their ads are, are not making money, and they remove the ads. Um, so, And that's a very advanced type of click fraud. Uh, we're not seeing a lot of that yet, but we are seeing some of it. So uh, those are what I consider the three main types of click fraud. Um, I know Greg Webgrilla mentions a fourth type of click fraud. He talks about sort of click fraud retaliation. Um, he sees an AdSense scraper site or not he, but you know, what if you have an AdSense scraper site and you're you're tired of them. You're tired of them sending you bad traffic and Google won't do anything about that AdSense site and pull it down. So what if you click a bunch of times on that ad to get that scraper site pulled out of the network? You know, that's a that's another type of click fraud. So there's there's a bunch of a bunch of different types of click frauds that, that people use. Yeah, there's there's a ton,
2: and uh, the the rise of syndicated pay per click ads has really uh, you know pu- pushed it out there and made it uh, almost a consumer level kind of thing, because now you can you can make yourself money rather than just costing your competitors money, which is uh, an interesting thing. You don't even have to be in any space; you can just be a guy that writes content or has a website about whatever, and you you can now run ads and make money on stuff that you're not even remotely related to. And uh, it's it's pretty epidemic. I mean, you see numbers. There's tons of articles coming out these days. It's a really hot topic. You see articles. 20% of all clicks are fraudulent. 50% of all clicks are fraudulent. Um, I don't think anybody really has a handle on how, you know, what sort of percentage is really running there. I know that, uh, Jake, you've experienced some click fraud. Uh, do you have any idea? Like, would, do you feel even confident you could ballpark what the current fraud rate is out there?
1: Well, I think it's going to be dependent per industry. Um, Just like anything else on the Internet, the vertical is going to matter. Um, I can tell you, um, for some of the campaigns I'm involved in, let's see, I can give you a rough figure off the top of my head, I think in just a second here, Uh, I want to say last week uh, click fraud accounted for um, about two percent of our total click through so and that's very vertical dependent
2: oh, yeah you guys are yeah. doing it.
1: yeah it, it, it is fairly vertical dependent um, and it was it was about two percent that said um, uh, a, a percentage is a bit misleading, right because yeah you may say two percent of all clicks are fraudulent, but if ninety eight percent of your ninety eight percent of the clicks were on five cent keywords and two percent of the clicks were on hundred dollar keywords, um, that doesn 't mean two percent of my spend was fraudulent and i don 't have that number available to to tell you what percentage of my spend yeah. would be fraudulent but okay. I would say last week between it was probably between two and five percent, but i'm i 'm leaning just the rough figure in my head towards the two percent last week um, and, uh, but, but that said, we're fairly proactive in tracking and targeting um, our ads and clicks. Uh, I believe the more and more you target the ads, the less susceptible you are to click fraud because the less visible you are, right? Um, so visibility, wide visibility has its price. Absolutely, and, and wide visibility is typically a
2: more expensive uh, keyword buy as well. And, uh, you know, that's the stuff that if you get clicked on, it's going to drain your account faster. It's gonna, you're going to hit your daily maxes earlier on in the day. And uh, as far as AdSense, the guys that are doing the AdSense clicking are going to make more revenue off of the more broad terms typically because they do cost more.
1: Right. So, so what do we do about it? Well, what I wanted to do tonight was kind of give that introduction. And then from there, I wanted to talk about some of the methods that we personally use to track it. Um, I know there was some interest in, in, in getting a little bit more in-depth in some of my methods and some of what I've noticed. And then um, I know y- you have done some research on the anti side, haven't you? Uh, as far as stopping it, tracking yes. it. It'll, yeah, absolutely. And, so uh, I wanted to talk about those kind of methods. So why don't we go for a break, um, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump right into how to track this stuff and, uh, and how to identify it.
3: Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today
4: attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genieknows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command. Genieknows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S dot com
0: Winning combination, moniker dot com. More than a name. Well, welcome
2: back. This is uh, SEO Rockstars for Tuesday tonight. Uh, Jake and I are tackling the always controversial topic of click fraud. It's uh, been in the news a lot lately. And I know Jake's had a lot of experience with it. He's doing some pretty in-depth tracking. He's going to tell us a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some methods to uh, prevent this kind of thing and and, uh, how to get in touch with Overture and Google and the kinds of things that you need to tell them when you are uh, explaining that you've been click-frauded and how to get that money back. So I'm going to pass it to Jake, and he's going to explain his... Uh, tracking to us a little bit. If you've got any questions, feel free to PM them over to me or pop them up in the chat room and we'll
1: address them as we get through them. Hey, Todd, I'm going to stop the train right here. Uh-oh. I am getting far too many questions about this stupid, stupid Google no link tag. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> nice. Good. You know, I was kind of thinking we'd like
2: do that in the last five minutes I, of the show, I, I, but I, I need agree. to address it I,
1: now, though, because it's driving me nuts.
2: Instant Messenger just is going ping, ping, yeah. ping, ping, okay. ping, all day long about this thing. Um, okay,
1: Here's you do the deal, it. guys. It's, just, it's, just it's too funny. It, it's BS, okay? It's a PR stunt. It's not going to fix anything. It's not going to change anything because the only people that are going to put this stupid tag on their links anyway are active bloggers. Active bloggers delete their comment spam anyway, and that's not the blogs that blog spammers are going after. Hooray! So so stop sending me questions about it. Stop sending other people questions about it. Stop posting about it, because all you're doing is feeding into this PR frenzy that Google has created for itself that says we're helping stop blog spam. Again, it's it's a fix that misses the fundamental issues involved. This will not fix blog spam. This will not reduce blog spam. This will not do anything to blog spam but create positive PR out of nothing, you um, know, actually, actually has the, uh, the
2: potential to make it easier to for blog spammers to scrub their databases because now you can spider not just for what you're searching for to find the blog, but you can go, man, if this blog has this no follow relative link thing in it, I'm not going to waste my time on it. So it's probably just going to speed it up. It's going to make finding the abandons even easier. So, exactly. You know, cool. Um, thanks. I appreciate uh, uh, that.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing, there's one more thing about it. It might make blog spam easier in that blog spammers are gonna sit there and go, Hey, I don't need to protect my blog anymore from spammers. I've got this no rail tag. So they're gonna open up their blogs again to free posting. <laughs> Hooray. Um, back where we started. <laughs> um, and and finally I think that uh it's a way for Google to catch SEOs. Um you heard it here first. Uh some smart SEO is going to think, oh, look at this, I can do a reciprocal link but not give the other site credit by putting this no rel or rel equals nofollow tag in. Um, they know that. They're not stupid enough to overlook that. Hey, <laughs> so
2: web, don't web, do gorilla, that. web Gorilla just posted in the chat, screw that, I'm going to hit them anyways just to piss them off. <laughs> sure, Why not? you're going to delete it anyways. I'm going to keep hitting you. You can keep deleting my link. You're going to delete the link that you would have deleted anyways, and now you've just added HTML to your page. Correct. Sounds like a good deal to me. All right, now let's get back on track. We've,
1: uh, yeah, we've, let's we've talk beat, about what's more important. We <laughs> beat that into the ground pretty badly, I think. All right. Um, so, so yeah, so click fraud. Um, essentially, the the number one rule with PPC advertising, and the whole reason why PPC advertising is so great and so wonderful, is that we have, for the first time in history, um, we have the ability to make advertising an exact science. Right? Um, I can tell you what it costs me to acquire exact or to acquire a customer via Google or via Overture or, or whatnot, down to the penny. And we've never had that before. But the only way you can make use of that 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 great thing that PPC provides is to start tracking your stuff. You will never, ever get the benefit of PPC unless you're tracking in the first place. And I don't mean using their built-in conversion tools or whatnot. I mean setting something up on your side to track the incoming clicks via Google.
2: Absolutely. And there's there's a ton of things you can do that are pretty straightforward and, fairly cost effective uh... you know and you can go you can start off simple and as you start to learn more about this you can start to institute some of the bigger and better plans and and as you start to save money by identifying your click fraud you can start to afford you know some pretty cool methodology out there uh... that's available to you i mean there's some great online resources uh... that are starting to crop up but i mean they do they do cost money but there's stuff you can do at home and and uh... I was actually just reading a, a post at one of the forums uh, by Jake about his experience with click fraud and what he was doing to track it and catch it. And I think the most most intricate piece of that puzzle was you were using Excel.
1: Yeah. Um, essentially, every major web server platform, IIS, uh, Apache, they all give you the ability to stop writing your logs in text files and start writing your logs into a database. Now, before you set up any special tracking system or anything else, um, this ability right off the bat to switch that over and store your logs in a database is huge. It allows you to intelligently query something um, at, at a good speed, and right there turns around everything you're looking at. So, essentially, I can tell you, with a five-second query, how many visitors I had from a particular IP? Um, you know, select star from IP where IP equals blah. You know, I can have all this information at my fingertips, and it's it's sort of critical to put your database in or to put your logs in your database if you can at all, um, and that that's step number one. And once you do that, your world opens up. It's it's unbelievably cool how much you can do with just the action of putting your logs into a database instead of a text file
2: absolutely and the you got your straight database lookup a lot of times if you've got the money to institute you know some of the more expensive tracking uh, net tracker urchin those kinds of things you can do some pretty cool stuff through their interfaces as well because they exact, do exactly that they database your log files they don't just search them as text files.
1: Exactly. So it's it, it, it's really cool what you can do with the database. And moving on from there, the next thing you should do if you're doing any serious advertising is you should be tracking via a tracking script. And ideally, this tracking script should also log to your database. So what you start to have is you start to have correlation, and you can base it on, on what we call a session ID. And a session ID is something that assigns uh, your server does this automatically. It assigns a unique id to your visitor and if you store the session ID, you can effectively track what your user is doing through your website. Um, once you have that that correlation available it 's very easy to dump everything related um, to to an excel sheet as as Todd mentioned what you do is you, in your tracking URL, you, you include the keyword that you're using, the ad group that you're using, the campaign that you're using. So basically now you can query the database for any keyword, and it'll, your, your database result program will pull up a list of everything that user did on your site. Um, or it will pull up a list of everything coming from a particular keyword. Or in my case, what I did is I tracked it back a level farther. I took everything coming from a particular refer.
2: That is key. The, everything. The particular refer is is a very uh, it's a very good place to start because uh, you know you're saying okay yeah my AdWords account hit five hundred dollars today I maxed out you can go track all your keywords and all that kind of stuff but if you haven't actually tracked it back is it coming from Google are you in the content network and you didn't mean to be are you getting hit mostly from a handful of particular sites that are running AdSense or one particular site. Uh, that is that is absolutely key information to track down, and that is the information that's going to be of the most value to Google when you send it back into them, because that will help them to target the AdSense people and clean that up and save not only you but anybody else that's getting hit by that particular bot.
1: Yeah, and Google or or Overture, um, when you say I suspect click fraud, they're going to ask you for a ton of information. Um, I hate to say this, but they're not going to be very proactive about investigating your case. They're going to pick up the phone. They're going to be real nice to you on the phone. They're going to send you an email back that says, "Okay, why do you think these clicks are fraudulent?" And if you have your, your if you're tracking via your tracking URL and you have a log in your database, all it takes is literally 10 seconds worth of queries, and you've given them everything you need. Um, from that refer that Oil Man was just talking about, I tracked it back to a particular site that was simply built for serving this AdSense ad. It, it didn't do anything else. There's no content on the page. It just served an AdSense ad. That's obviously not within the terms of service on the Google AdSense network. So you go in and you, you say, okay, Google, you say, this ad doesn't generate any traffic. Um, it's obviously not here for good purposes kill it from the network. And, you know, like I said, five days later I got a response back that says Google, you know, from Google that said, yeah, we agree. These clicks weren't too above the board. And uh, we'll give you a refund. So it's it's not as tough of a process as everybody seems to think it is. Um, now granted what I experienced was click fraud on a really stupid scale. Um, <laughs> essentially I was bidding on an ad word, uh on a particular word, and I track based upon keyword and this keyword had 61 clicks on average per day, and I walk in, and the thing has 3,800 clicks, and then it keeps growing and getting more clicks, and this was before noon. I mean, half the day hadn't even gone by, and I have two orders of magnitude more clicks than I normally do. Um, Sometimes that happens, you know, it's not always fraudulent. If, A product gets featured on TV, this can happen. Um, Good Morning America is known for this. Your product gets on Good Morning America, you will get orders of magnitude more traffic. Um, People will go to Google and search in huge numbers. But on this particular keyword, I had a feeling that wasn't the case. And by going in and querying my database, I was able to tell that this was coming from three major AdSense sources that didn't belong. That's cool. I mean, and that's, that's,
2: like I say, That's you're going back, What your key on finding that was going back
1: to track the referrer, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, classical click fraud detection is going to look at the IP address. Um, yeah, a lot of click fraudsters use open proxies when they do this. Well, that's not the case anymore. Um, I have a, a, a known good open proxy list and none of the IPs matched. So we weren't dealing with I guess what I would call open proxies in a traditional sense. Once I shoveled the data off to Google, to be honest with you, I didn't pursue it much past that. I didn't try and find a source. I didn't try and find if this was an advertiser generating this or if this was um, destructive click fraud generating this um, or or what the cause may be. To be honest with you, I just haven't had the time to do that yet. Um, But I was more concentrated on on getting my money back. Um, I will tell you that the click fraud with this one keyword it increased my spend for the day. Uh, about 30, it was about 30% more by that point than what I had spent the day before. So it was a major, major um, issue. But you, you never would pick up on it unless you are tracking this stuff, especially since Google doesn't break out content clicks. They only break out search clicks in their report.
2: That's, and that's you know that's another key I mean and that's one of the things that I think you know we need to hold Google's feet to the fire a little bit about is this this content network that's this big black hole of websites and clicks and no tracking and you know where does it come from and it, it's all up to you uh, and I think part of that you know that uh, it's just really difficult with with syndication on that level to to track everything, especially if you're doing any kind of volume and you're messing around with huge log files and moving data around. And how much time can you really afford to put into this on your own versus how much money do you think you're actually going to save or get back? I mean, there's, there's, there's an ROI on your pay-per-click ads. There's also an ROI on the time that you spend managing that process versus filling orders you know, improving your conversion on your website and that, that sort of thing.
1: Well, one so, thing I wanted to, I, I want to go into a little bit, because um, I got a lot of comments about, well, that's great, Jake. You know, it's great that you can cl- detect click fraud on that mass of a scale where it's that obvious. Um, <laughs> but how do you detect it on a smaller scale? And I want to go into that. But first I wanted to ask if there were if there were any questions that had come in.
2: Uh, it's It's been pretty quiet. We got, uh, I mean, just some general stuff. You know, we uh, Dental Plans has PM'd me here, and he says, you know, we look at the IPs, but it always looks legit. But, you know, he's in an industry where I guarantee you he's getting some click fraud. Well... So how, so how, do, you, how do you deal with that? Uh, you know, another general question, James A. was asking, you know, if you set up Apache to write your logs directly to MySQL so that you can, you know, do the database functionality, are you going to take a server hit? Uh, and And how much? I don't actually know. I thought I would... And it's not really... Click fraud topic, but
1: it's it's key. Yeah, well, fair conversion. enough. It's it's in the scope of what we're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah let's let's actually save those uh, save those questions uh, and uh, and until the end there. Um, that's good. There. If you guys have any more questions like that, though, pass them over to L-L-M-A and We'll get them addressed. Uh, but one thing I wanted to address was the small click fraud, uh, which can be a problem, especially for people that are a little bit smarter about click fraud and say well, I'm going to bomb my advertiser by five clicks a day across his entire ad network, um, which is fairly easy to do, especially with the, ads, the, uh, the advent of AdSense. Um, smart ClickBot operators can go and detect where you're bidding, um, especially if your URLs are the same. Um, and it, it's not too hard to, to detect all that. So what's, what I think is this, there needs to be a little bit more policing of stats because people are not reading their stats. So my, my first issue with people is that they don't track their ad spend, okay? so that, And that's just stupid. If you're not tracking your ad spend down to the keyword level, you're wasting money. Stop bidding. Install a tracking system. Absolutely. I talk to, to uh,
2: clients or potential clients all the time and we're trying to get down to you know I'm trying to get at some conversion numbers, some traffic numbers, that kind of thing. And I'm you know talking to this guy says, so, well, you know, I spend six, eight, ten thousand dollars a month on Overture. And I go, okay, well, cool, man. You can give me some really good data. What what are your top performing keywords? It's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't have time to track that. Right. It, it it boggles the mind to spend that kind of dollar and not do you know any tracking whatsoever. It's crazy.
1: Right. And Let's, um, and yeah, and that, that, that's stupid. The, the no tracking is absolutely dumb. My second gripe with advertisers is advertisers that have the tracking systems installed but don't take the time to use the tracking systems or to read the reports. Um, I meet so many advertisers that say the same thing. Yeah, we have a tracking system. Well, how are you doing today? Oh, we're doing good. We're at a 13% ROI across the whole campaign, which is not good, right? (laughs) Or we're at a 200% ROI across the campaign. Okay, um, you know, return on investment, that's fine. Um, But then what about the keyword level? They go into the keyword reports. Oh, look at this. You know, we could be at a 900% ROI if we got rid of these unprofitable keywords, and they don't drill down enough. That is essential, especially when you're detecting click fraud. You need to run a campaign You need to figure out what your expected averages are for this campaign, and you need to pay attention to any variances in those averages. I mean, yeah, clicks go up and down, and I know for our campaigns, Monday is always a really good day. We can always expect Monday to be really good. So armed with that knowledge, if a Thursday for a keyword for us is really, really good, like better than that Monday, we know something's up. And we go and we investigate it. If I know that a word is getting 15% more click-through rate today than yesterday, I'm going to get that report, and I'm going to say, okay, why is this showing a 15% increase? If something was mentioned on the radio or the TV, great. I can track it back to that. I can say, look at all these websites that link to me or whatever or or that link to this Google search, and that happens too, or whatever. Um, you know, you search news.google.com, see if a product was mentioned, see if something was mentioned in the news. And, you know, you go that route, but at least you know. Um, but you should be watching out for when your clicks vary beyond the normal averages.
2: That's that's absolutely key advice. I mean, you're going to have, typically, you're going to have a cyclical flow Monday to Friday, Sunday to Friday, however. it's going You're going to have some plus or minus that you're you know that you're going to fluctuate within uh on a pretty regular basis. I mean it's it's statistical outliers. I mean it's it's like what grade 10 math to spot this stuff that is sitting outside of what you normally expect and that should trigger you to pop in and take a look at it. On that note, um, we're trucking right along here. Shows so is just past half over. Uh we got to pop to commercial break here pay a few bills but we'll be right back a ton of questions have just rolled in we'll start addressing those as soon as we're back from this
0: break Well, it's all about the Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted feeds industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit positiontechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within
3: the search engines. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. More and more
0: women are experiencing amazing pleasures enjoying Playful Chocolates from PlayfulCash.com. All Natural gourmet Colombian treats that are simply sinful. As a PlayfulCash.com affiliate, you'll enjoy weekly payouts up to 50% on all sales of these trademark and patented products. Multiple payout options, 5% referral fees, and private labeling available. Isn't life sweet when Playful is highly profitable? For more money-making info, visit PlayfulCash.com today.
2: And we are back one more time. I just want to thank all those sponsors that you just heard. They bring this show to you every Tuesday, and we're really appreciative of uh, that fact. I've got a ton of questions here in regards to uh, the click fraud stuff we've been talking about. I'm going to just jump in and start feeding these questions over to Jake, and uh, we'll just tag team all the way through here see so what we can cover for you. Uh, hey, all I'll, right. Is that sound all right to you, man? Are you ready? I'm are you prepared? Buckle yeah. up. Ah, Whatever. Andre asked, is there any out-of-the-box tracking solutions that are any good?
1: Uh, um, you know what, Andre? I, I don't know. I've actually never used an out-of-the-box tracking solution. Um, I find them not good enough and a lot of times unnecessary. Um, really, what you're talking about in tracking solution is, is I mean, your, your standard ROI reporting right off the bat should be giving you what you need to, to start your click fraud investigation, right? You should know... What your average clicks per day is. Um, you should know what your current clicks per day is. You should know what, you know, your variance has been over the last month. Um, you should know, you know, your all-time high or your all-time low for a term. You should know all of this. Um, so as far as out-of-the-box anti-click fraud solutions, um, to be honest, like I said, I've never tried it, but I've never found them necessary either.
2: There's uh, a lot of the big uh, statistics packages are now starting to roll in. Uh, some form of click fraud detection module. And it, it varies from product to product in, in implementation uh, and how they're doing it. And there's, I mean, it, there's, it's still a lot on you. You still have to be able to recognize the patterns. I mean, there's no software out there that's just going to say, hey, ding, 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 this looks like click fraud. Uh, the closest thing that I've seen was uh, I, I got to sit in on, a, on about a half a day of training on uh, a stats package called NetTracker. And it's, it's this really, you know, uber, super tracking software, and it's all database-driven and this and that. And uh, one thing that we were able to do with it was we were able to load in a whole set of IP addresses and check the whole uh, database to see do these IP addresses show up anywhere. And what we loaded in was, you know, a list of known open anonymous proxies which, you know, typically if you're, if you're seeing the more advanced click fraud where the bots are trucking around, rotating IP addresses, that kind of thing, they're using, you know, some of these lists that are available out there. Um, but you still had to have that list. You still had to know what you were looking for, and you still had to have a reason to go digging in there. So right off the shelf, I haven't seen anything that uh, just sets off bells and whistles and tells you it's done.
1: Well, Net, Net, yeah, NetTracker is actually a fantastic analytics package. I've had some experience with NetTracker, um, and I did—I uh, did not um, know it could do the click fraud. So I haven't, like I said, I haven't worked with NetTracker in about a year. But uh, I know it is yeah. a fantastic analytics package. Yeah. And, and that
2: wasn't—that was a one hundred percent custom uh, thing. I was actually with uh, with WebGorilla at this. This training session. Oh, really? Okay. And and it wasn't it wasn't one of those things. Hey, here's our click fraud thing. It was just here's something that that you can do. And you had to. I mean, you have to actually. You, you would. You'd have a very difficult time implementing that within NetTracker just on your own. You know, over the documentation, we had uh, you know a NetTracker expert from the company there doing it, and uh, it was pretty cool. But NetTracker is also you know. It's it's a pricey piece of software. I mean, you got to be, if you're going to use something like that to try and track down click fraud specifically for that reason, you've got to be pretty concerned that you're losing a lot of money to click fraud to spend that kind of dough. Right, right. So Great. Uh, we'll, we'll uh, keep moving on here. Cool. Next, sorry, did you have something else to add there?
1: No, no, not at all.
2: Okay, next question from a better mall. Is there a good way to detect click fraud for affiliate ads that link directly to the merchant?
1: Um, you mean the ones that are going away? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next question. <laughs> um, uh, no. Um, part of what I do with my click fraud detection is I do some path analysis. I look at you know these IPs that are sending me referrals, and I look at an ad, and I look at how far the user went in the site. Um, I know that on average, from my organic traffic for the site, and I, and I can figure this out, and you can figure this out for any site, but you should know from average what organic traffic should do once it hits your site for a targeted term. So let's take the term blue widgets. If I have a site that's Jake's blue widgets, and I have everything I, I, I do on blue widgets, and I'm relatively certain that my site is fairly usable for, for anybody looking for stuff about blue widgets, and I know that with organic traffic... The organic traffic comes through, and I have a, let's say, a 10% bounce rate. Bounce rate meaning that for everybody that comes in through the search engine, um, they're going to bounce out at 10%, meaning they're just going to exit the first page in less than 30 seconds, and I'm never going to hear from them again. I would expect that a targeted PPC campaign would have a less a, a lesser bounce rate. So one of my flags, if I was writing a, a click for a tracking system, one of my flags would be, hey, Look at your bounce rate for organic for the same term, assuming you're ranking, or something similar, another similar targeted term. If your bounce rate is significantly higher than that, for example, if you're getting a 10% bounce rate, but your organic bounce rate is 60%, something's wrong. That's a flag. Um, whether that's an error on your side um, or that's click fraud, something is wrong with that figure. There should not be that much variance. So. Um, I really rely on having control of the site to look for flags like that. If you're just sending traffic somewhere, it would be very, very hard to determine how far in the user's site it's going, Um, especially if you're just sending it directly to the site with an affiliate ID with no jump between. You really have no way of deploying a custom tracking script. Yeah, it's very difficult
2: to track that information, and you can't, just drop the traffic on a page and redirect it because most pay-per-click uh, engines have you know the one back one click back to the search result rule. So you can't even you know stick your own page in there to sort of double bounce it. Uh, and typically, when you're looking in your affiliate control panels, all you're going to get is uh, you know how many click-throughs you got and versus how many purchases and I mean it's very very basic it, it's the ultra and basic reporting uh, some uh, affiliate programs that I've seen will actually give you some referral strings but typically they only give you the referral string on the purchases mm-hmm. so I mean it's you can't actually get in and track it uh, the only way that you could really start to get a feel for it is if you're in an industry that you know really well you're going to have an idea of what your conversion rate should be you're going to be able to ballpark it to some extent that, you know, if you're selling product A, typically the conversion rate is 3 to 4%. So you're, you know, and you, and then you can start to sort of see, is, you know, are you getting a ton of clicks or are you spending a lot of money? Is your conversion rate absolutely garbage? You know, maybe it's click fraud. Maybe you're just buying bad phrases. Uh, it's just a lot more work. You're not going to be able to definitively, Uh, collect any information. You're not going to get referral strings. You're not going to get IP addresses of the people coming through those ads. It's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen for you. Exactly. Uh, The next question we got, a guy from Oz asks, if you're on a a much smaller scale, let's say you find the same IP in your logs and you're getting uh, 10 clicks uh, on AdWords, 10 on Overture, 10 on Find, what they're picking at you from all the corners. What should you do about that? Wait, so if you're getting 10 clicks from from different sources? They're they're beating you up on
1: all your different oh. ad streams. Uh, you, you should do what he you may. do, except do it four times as much. Um, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't have a good answer for that other than, I mean, y- you need to be tracking. Um, and, and whether you're doing this with Overture or Google or, or ePilot or finewater or Canoodle or... Jake's special PPC engine, um, which I wouldn't recommend using them, but um, <laughs> they're converting. And he has these different PPC <laughs> engines. You need to be doing it on both, um, or on all of them, rather. You're not going to catch this stuff. Um, there's no easy way to catch this. Okay, the, the engines obviously aren't being as proactive as we would like them to be in detecting this. Um, it's a major. To the engines' credit, it's a major problem um for for them to to do this it's for me the things that i look for in click fraud is click fraud flags the engines don't have a lot of access to um yeah they could do a better job looking for suspicious ips or suspicious refers and this is coming i'm convinced this is coming it has to come for for this model to stay viable but there are flags that there, you know, to Andre's question before. There's no way the engines could know the type of flags I'm using because they can't see what the user does once I get to my site. I predict that we're going to start seeing PPC programs down the line that say we're only going to bill you when certain event happens. Um, basically, per conversion type marketing instead of just per click type marketing. Um, it's per conversion marketing is going to be a lot more expensive than per click marketing, but the fraud level is going to go way down. Um, but there's nothing really you can do, you know, I, I would say on a mass scale, you wouldn't do it any differently than you would on, on if you were just bidding on one engine. You, you still do the same stuff. The way we okay. do it... For our campaigns, is consolidate everything into one report, and our you know eventually we want to get to the point where our variances are automatically flagged, and those variances come out in just one report. Um, so you can do a lot of this with with just standard reporting tools, um, and I'm talking SQL reporting tools, not analytics packages. But uh, if you're writing your reporting tools, write that in, so you get a report besides your ROI report that just shows you what variances happen today. And then you can choose to investigate them or not investigate them.
2: Absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. I like what you say uh, about the uh, industry evolving and moving towards possibly a pay-per-acquisition, pay-per-sale model. Uh, actually at the SES in Chicago just back in December, uh, I saw a presentation on pay-per-call. Uh, Marketing, where it was really not I believe it was find what that was rolling this out, uh, and you bid on your ad and they assign you a custom one eight hundred number that goes in the goes in the ad so there's nothing they click on or anything there's just this number that they can call, and if they call the number, then you get charged you know whatever you're willing to pay for that call. And uh, try and click fraud that—it's just not going to happen.
1: Well, I—you know what's interesting about that is I don't see that being adopted on a wide scale, um, and I've been wrong before. But I don't see that being adopted on a wide scale for a national advertising campaign. One of the promises of the internet is that it reduces business expenses. A call center is a tremendous business expense. So oh, it, it absolutely I, is. It absolutely I, is. I just like that it. it, It's it's. There's effort being put into, you know, evolving this market. Right. And what I was going to say is, I think what I what paper call will take off with is the local search space, where and and find what and I think ePilot is doing this, where they have the call center in house, and they route the calls to the client. And so basically, find what has the call center. And so the small to medium enterprise doesn't have to have a call center and they can bid on very specific local searches. I'm, I'm a member of Joe's Plumbers. You know, Joe Plumber wants to take up and uh, say, okay, I just want calls from Greater Cleveland because I'm a Cleveland plumber. And I think that model is really, really, really good for, <coughs> pardon me, for small to medium enterprises that don't have a large presence on the Internet, that may not have a way of converting on the Internet, where the Internet just doesn't make sense for them. The Internet doesn't make a ton of sense for small local businesses because you, you get into this problem where, you know, yeah, you, there's 400 plumbers in Cleveland. Which one do we call the best plumber? It gets tough from an algorithmic standpoint. So I think paper call can really take off that way because you have sort of a, a central clearinghouse, and then, you know, you go from there. So I, I think paper call could be really, really important in the search space in the next few years. Absolutely. Why don't we pop to one last break
2: here, and then we'll come back. We'll do a quick wrap-up. I got one question outstanding, and we'll go from there.
1: Sounds good. good.
4: mention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genieknows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. Add at your command. Genieknows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S
0: dot com. Sponsor of the Webmaster World unlock the adventure. Your key to the hottest games on the net. From Ultima Online to Dark Age of Camelot is here. Introducing Duocash. Duocash. Available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at duocash.com Enjoy instant access to the ultimate internet gaming excitement. Anywhere you see paybycash.com or Duocash. No credit card or bank account required. Game merchants and webmasters, get your game on. Don't
1: leave money on the table except Duocash. Sign up today for the official prepaid game card I'm gonna